Welcome everyone. Welcome to the prayer experience. I hope you've been having a wonderful time, especially with the prayer and fasting that is ongoing. What a blessing it is to be alive today, to be able to bring to us another edition of the prayer experience. I'm also glad and thankful to God that we all are alive and well and we can pray and stand in the gap on behalf of the nations of the world. So please share this video, share with friends, family, let people know it is time to pray. It's important to get more and more people praying. Also wanna say thank you to those of you who are fasting at the minute. We believe God will do amazing things through each and every one of us. Lots of resources available on the Daily Talks Media channel, but you can help us by subscribing to that channel. Subscribe to the Daily Talks Media channel on YouTube. Also, like our Facebook page. A lot of us come on the Daily Talks Media Facebook page uh, and we engage with it, but there is a like button. You have to like that button, and that helps to promote this prayer ministry. So please, if you haven't done that, please do that. Uh, Theprayerexperience.com is also a website where you can get lots of resources for this prayer and fasting. We are in day four of the prayer and fasting, and you can access videos, materials, other things, especially what we've done over the last 12 months. So thank you very much, everyone. Also, don't forget, you can leave your comment, leave your prayer request, leave your praise report live right now, even as we pray, live it. And there will be other people who will be able to see that on the comment section and they will pray along with you. The hotline is also there, Prayer Experience Hotline. Call that number, dial that number. You need someone to talk to or someone to pray with you or you can give that number to somebody else and they call that number and they can get some help and ministry. Okay, let's go straight into Thanksgiving. And the scripture that I have is from Romans chapter 8, verse 15. It says, For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. This, this afternoon, I want to say, <laughs> I wanted to say morning, but it could be morning where you are and it could be evening where you are, but here in the United Kingdom is afternoon. I mean, this afternoon, I, I want us to appreciate God and thank God that he's adopted us. He's adopted us as his sons. He's adopted us as his uh, uh, children, you know, in the realm of the spirit. And when it comes to spiritual realities, you know, when the Bible says he's adopted us as sons, that includes male and female. That includes every one of us. It's not talking about gender. It's talking about the rights, the family rights that we have in the kingdom of the Father, that you and I, we've become children of the Most High God. And we say, Abba, Father. I want us to just thank him for our salvation. Thank him for our redemption. Thank him for the blood of Jesus Christ that washes away all of our sins and made it possible for us 
to become his children. Wherever you are, join me and let's give thanks to the Lord. Father, we want to thank you. We want to appreciate you. We want to thank you that we can say, Abba, Father. We can call you Father. Who are we? We were all sinners. We were all in the darkness of this world. We were all lost without hope, without salvation, without God in this world. But your son found us. Your son redeemed us. Your son set us free. And today we are children of the most high God. And we thank you for that privilege. He said, for to as many as receive him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name because we believe in the name of jesus we have the rights and we have the privileges of being children of this almighty god we thank you lord in jesus name amen amen never lose sight of that even if you don't have the material things of this world at the minute even if you're short of something that you really need even if you feel like you have no one remember you are a son and a daughter of the Most High God. Amen. Now let's look at the inspired word. You know, I want to talk about Christian ministry in the workplace. As we read, you know, we said we were going to, in this 21 days prayer and fasting, we're going to be reading Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. I hope you've been doing that, and I hope you've been blessed so far. You know, looking at the story of Nehemiah, in Nehemiah chapter 1, you know, Nehemiah was serving in the courts of the king. He was a staff. He was working. He was like what you call a civil servant. He was a civil servant in the courts of the king. He was a public worker. But at the same time, he was a Jew, a devout Jew, one that feared the Lord. And that, that, that really struck me, that Christians in workplace, it's time for us to take our place, to take our place and represent God even in our workplaces. God is not just interested in all of us, uh, you know, clamoring for ministry. We all want to be pastors, apostles, bishops, and all of that. God wants ambassadors. God wants people in the ministry of health, in the ministry of finance. God wants people in the public sector, in the private sector. God wants people all over the various sectors of human societal living. God wants people, God wants his children, God wants you and I to represent him everywhere possible. He wants us to, somebody used the word, it, it, it talks about taking the land, taking territories. You see, where you work, you can take that territory. In your office, you can take that territory. In your department, you can take that territory. You can go in there and privately and, and quietly, you begin to influence your the, the person sitting on the desk next to you. You begin to influence your team leaders. You begin to influence your boss. You begin to influence people around you. And if you're the boss, you begin to influence the people that work under you. Let's look at the scripture in Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 11. It said, oh Lord, please, Hear my prayer. Listen to the prayers of those who delight in honoring you. Please grant me success today by making the king favorable to me. In other words, give me favor 
with my boss. Give me favor with this man who holds such power and authority, who, who, who can make and unmake. Give me favor with him. Didn't we see the same with Esther? Esther was going to approach the king and she said to the people, pray with me, fast with me. As I approach the king, I know it's a terrible thing, but pray that I will find favor. And Esther found favor with the king. Nehemiah was praying as well. He said, making the king favorable to me. Put it in his heart to be kind to me. Look at that. In those days, I was the king cup bearer. In other words, I was a staff in the court of the king. Not only was he the king cup bearer, you know what it means to be a king cup bearer? It's like the life of the king was in the hand of Nehemiah. He was the one that drinks out of the cup. He eats out of the meal before the king can taste it. Just in case if the king is being poisoned, Nehemiah will eat it first and die. <laughs> then the king will escape that that you know that poison. It's a it's it's a delicate position. It's not everyone that could be put in that position. Nehemiah must have been trustworthy. Nehemiah must have been faithful. Nehemiah must have been diligent. He wasn't one that came late to work. He wasn't one that approached his business, uh, uh, you know, with, with a sense of, of laziness, with an idle uh, mindset. No, he was diligent. He was, he was hardworking. He was punctual. He was faithful. And he could be trusted. This, these are the ingredients that we need as Christians in the workplace. We need to be ambassadors of God. We need to represent God. And in representing God, you know what it means? Turn up for work when you should be there. Work when you should work. Don't do other things when it's time to work. Don't end your wages in such a deceitful way where you haven't put in the diligence and the hard work that is needed. Don't do it like it's another man's business. Even if you're working for someone who is self-employed, your attitude, your character, and the way we approach uh, the, the, the work of our hands and people that we serve will go a long way in showing and representing God in that scenario. You know, one day the king came and he saw Nehemiah was, was so sad. And he said, Nehemiah, why are you so sad? He said, I am sad because my city, Jerusalem, is in ruins. The walls are broken down. And, and then the king said, what can I do for you? So I, I want to see those walls rebuilt. The king said, you have it. You have it. It is done. God used that hidden king to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. But let's not forget that did not just happen out of the blues. There was a man in the court of the king who was serving faithfully and diligently. And when the right time came for God to use the king, God had a man right there in the court of the king. You know, God is positioning many of us here in England. You might work with the police, you might work with the ambulance service, or you might work in the hospital, you might work in the, in the Federal Ministry of Justice, different places. Don't you think maybe for such a time as these, God is positioning you in that place for some kingdom assignment? I don't know. I can tell. But in your heart, you can ask the Lord, why am I where I am? And what would you have me do in the place where I am in the name of Jesus? Let's have a moment of reflection. 
Father God, we just we just thank you because your call is upon our lives, whether we are pastors, evangelists, prophets, teachers, or whether we are nurses, doctors, uh, teachers in the school. There's a call upon our lives to serve you, to represent you in the place where we work, in the place where we serve the public, where we serve the community, where we serve other people. Your call is upon our lives, that we might be able to fulfill that, that we might approach the work of our hands with diligence, that we might approach it with a sense of purpose and destiny, to know that you didn't just position us there for no reason. There's a reason you sent us into that place, to serve, to be faithful, to be committed, to be diligent, to be honest, to be uh, trustworthy in the things that are committed into our hands. We're not, we don't just serve God when we serve in the local church. We serve God when we serve people, when we serve humanity, whether in a political position or in an academic position, whichever position, we serve you. And we want, to, we want to pray, Father, for our nation, that you raise up men and women like Nehemiah, raise up men and women like Daniel, who served in the courts of the king, people like Esther, who will go before the king and plead on behalf of your people. We pray that you will do that in every county, in every town, in every, in every, in every city, in our nation and across the world. We pray the same for nations of the world across Africa, East across Asia, across America, Lord, in the political parties, that you will raise up Christians who will speak with one voice, the voice of God in those places where they serve. Thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. We're still going to continue along that line. I want us to pray for the church that we will shine as light. Wouldn't it be wonderful in the world where we are that is full of darkness if Christians everywhere can shine? I want us to just pray for the church as a whole. Pray for the body of Christ. Look at Matthew 5 verse 16. It says, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence. I like that. You see that they might see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your father who is in heaven. God says, let your light shine. What is that light that is to shine? Good deeds, moral excellence. People look at us that we are above board. People look at us, they look at our attitude, look at our character. I want us to pray that, that the church in your nation, in the Philippines, the church in India, the church in Pakistan, the church in Burundi, the church in Kenya, and across the world, pray with me. Just join and pray with me that the church everywhere, Christians, believers, uh, uh, men and women of God, Will, will shine as light, the, the, as they see this light. He said that men may see our, our good works and our moral excellence. Men will see that and the response towards God will be different. People will begin to honor God. People will begin to come to the Lord. People will begin to come to church. People will give their lives to the Lord. People will want to become like us. People will, will look at us and say, wow, if this, is, if this is what it means to be a Christian, I want to be one. I want to be one because this is amazing. This is beautiful. This is excellent. Father, we pray that for the body of Christ. 
touch our hearts in this time and in this season. And again, Lord, we go back to, to talking about Nehemiah. We'll go back to talking about Esther. We'll go back, Lord, to talking about people like Daniel in the places where they shone as light and they were able to represent you effectively in such a way they brought honor to your name. They brought glory to your name. Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus that you will use the church, use the church across our nation, across Manchester, across Liverpool, across Burnley, across Preston. Use the church, use the body of Christ everywhere. We pray that Christians will begin to look at ourselves, will begin to polish ourselves, will begin to look at those areas where we need to change, where we need to transform, those areas where we need to look at our attitude and become better, Lord, that by the power of your spirit, you will walk within us. You will walk within us. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. There was a woman. It's called. She's called the Samaritan woman. She came to the well and uh, she met with Jesus. Her life was changed. And the next thing she did was she went back to the village to bring people to Jesus. And I want us to pray for the nations. I want us to pray for people who don't know the Lord yet, that they will come to Jesus. Look at this amazing story in John chapter 4, verse 29 and verse 30. This woman, she went back to the village and she said, come see a man who told me all I ever did. In other words, come and see the man who's changed my life. I know you guys know me. You know who I am. You know how many husbands I've had. You know the one I'm living with now is not my husband. But my life is changed. And you need to come and meet this man. And she said, can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. They went out of the out of the town and were coming to, to him. One translation says people were streaming to Jesus. I love that. He said they were streaming. No, people were just coming. People were just, if you stood on the hill and, and, over, and, and, and looked down on, on, the, on the town, the city or something, you just see people streaming out, people just coming, people just coming and everybody asking, where are you going? Oh, we're gonna see a, a, a man. Could this be the Christ? Let's go and see him. People were responding positively. They wanted to see Jesus. I want us to pray for nations of our world, pray for people, pray for individuals, pray for men and women. The time is ticking. This is a time for people to find Jesus. Can you pray for people in your family? Could be your husband, could be your wife, could be your children, grandchildren, and they don't know the Lord yet. And they've been hearing the gospel. Pray that there'll be a response to come to Jesus, to come to salvation, to come to the hope and the life that Jesus offered, to come to receive eternal life. Can we pray that right now? Pray that there'll be no resistance, no more resistance. People who've been doubting, people who've been antagonistic, people who've been cynical towards the gospel, Suddenly, they will have a change of attitude. People will begin to stream to Jesus. We pray, Father, that in Preston, people will begin to stream to Jesus. In Blackburn, people will begin to stream to Jesus. Father, we pray all over London, all over the environs of Oxford and across the Midlands and Lord, the Northwest, Northeast, everywhere, Lord. Father, we want to see in 2023 people streaming to Jesus, people coming to the Lord, people coming to salvation, people coming to receive receive the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We break down every stronghold of the enemy that he uses in holding people down. We break down all of the defenses that people have, 
excuses and reasons why they don't want to come to Jesus. We break that down in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that the gospel have an easy access into the hearts of men and women in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Two quick prayer points before we go this afternoon. I want us to pray for Iran. Uh, look at that scripture. Uh, it says in Deuteronomy 33, 26, it says, there's no one like God of Israel. He rides, one translation says, the God of Jeshurun. He rides across the heavens to help you, across the skies in majestic splendor. I want us to pray that God will intervene in Iran. God will intervene in Iran. You know, people are being sentenced to death now and hanged publicly. You know, the, the government is becoming bolder and bolder because nobody's doing anything about it. People are being hung publicly, publicly for protesting against the government. This is 2023. This is not 1940. This is not even 1418. This is 2023. Can you just pray quickly and ask that the Lord will intervene in that nation? How he will do it, I don't know. But God, the God of Israel, Will you intervene? The almighty God, will you step in? Will you intervene on behalf of the downtrodden, on behalf of the marginalized, on behalf of the persecuted church in Iran, on behalf of the poor, on behalf of the voiceless uh, uh, multitude and crowd, on behalf of the women that have been you know, uh, uh, discriminated against? We pray in the name of Jesus. Will you step into the situation in Iran? You can, you can, by the power of your spirit, by the power of your hand, you can orchestrate events and bring a change. We pray for the people in power, the people in authority, that you will touch their heart. Your word says that the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. And as the rivers of water, you can turn it in any direction that you want. We pray that Iran will submit itself to the power of God. We pray that, Lord, you will move in an amazing way and change if you need to change anything, Lord. Change it. Change mindset. Change their heart. Change their attitude. We'll break the hold of the enemy over the people who execute this law, people who, uh, who, who bring these laws out and execute the law. We'll, we'll pray that the power of God will stop them in these wicked deeds in the name of Jesus. People who are already sentenced to death right now, will you bring salvation to them? And Father, let mercy prevail over judgment in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Please, brothers and sisters, con con continue to pray for Iran over those things which I just mentioned. We don't have enough time to do that very well, but please do that in your private time today at some point. Finally, can we pray for healing? And if you're unwell in your body, you have any niggling pain, joints, you know, issues in your health or mentally, can you put that down? You know, if you uh, if it's confidential, you don't want to put it down. The hotline number is there. Ring that number at some point and someone will pray with you. But come on, let's pray together right now for everyone on the platform right now. We also want to pray for Nigel, who is away at a funeral today uh, of, of a dear friend of his who passed away uh, a, a short while ago. That God will comfort that whole family and bring them healing in their heart, in their mind, emotional healing. We'll pray that in the name of Jesus. 
comfort them, O oh God, and let them know that uh, uh, you know, precious in the sight of the Lord are the death of his saints, uh, that to be absent in the bodies, to be present with the Lord. We pray that for that whole family in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I want to pray for people who are unwell on this platform right now. We pray that you will bring healing and health to our bones, to our body, to our muscles, into our minds in the name of Jesus. We rebuke every spirit of infirmity, every spirit of sickness, every spirit of disease. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus and we pray your healing power over our lives. Father, you said when we pray and fast that our health will be restored and we will be renewed in our bones. Let this be our story. For many of us who are fasting and praying over these 21 days, let's have an outstanding testimony. Let's cancer be healed. Let's tuberculosis be healed. Let impossible situations be healed by your mighty power in Jesus name. Amen and amen. And Lord, we want to thank you for answering our prayers, for hearing us every time we come to pray. You always hear us and we thank you because you're God, you're good, you're kind, you're generous. And we bless your name in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Can I say a quick thank you to every one of you who've been on this platform today to pray and especially to those who listen to the audio podcast and you, for one reason or the other, that's a convenient platform for you. We thank you for promoting this ministry of prayer. Remember the 21 days prayer and fasting continues. We're in day four and please access the website if you need materials, prayer requests and stuff, just scroll through. You will find lots of reasons that will bless you at this time. We'll be back tomorrow. It's a Wednesday. It's the 11th of January, 2023. How time flies. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.